Hello, welcome to the JB Font channel. I am your host, James Fauntleroy. So good to see all of you here today. The JB Font channel is available on all major podcast platforms like Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So you can subscribe to me there. I'm also part of the Revolutionary Blackout Network. So you can catch me on the JB Show on Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as you can catch me on RBN Live on Tuesdays at 4 and the Savvy and JB Show on Thursdays at 6. I also typically have my regular show on Tuesdays at 2, so you can also always catch me there every single week. Thank you to everyone for coming uh, to this special stream. It is so good to see all of you. And Jimmy, if you're ready, you can give me a thumbs up. It, just let me know you're ready. All right. As per usual, we have our special guest today, Jimmy Dore, comedian extraordinaire. Also, namesake, because we're both named James. Jimmy, so good to see you. Good to see you, too. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, thanks for coming. I, I appreciate it. And I'm glad that you wore, you know, the the the, the same hat that <laughs> that uh, George Galloway had on, because I was uh, looking at him earlier today, and I was just like, hmm, I wonder if Jimmy's going to wear the hat. And he wore the hat. He wore the hat. So I'm happy to see. You know, I just got to, uh, I always liked hats. And um, uh, I don't understand why they went away. Somebody said because uh, JFK stopped wearing them. And that's why, that's when men stopped wearing hats. I guess that was it. I've never been really a hat person. Um, the only reason why I'm wearing one today is because my hair is really, really wild. I really need a haircut and I can't afford one right now. So that's the reason why I have a hat on, but, and plus, you know, once my hair cut, then I'll leave it off. But yeah, it's, it's, it's just not a good hair day for me right now. So, yeah. But one of the things that uh, I actually wanted to talk about was now, Jim, Jimmy, I, I know you're a straight guy, <laughs> but did you catch the circle jerk that happened on Tuesday, also known as the State of the Union Address. I caught parts of it. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. What What was your first takeaway? Initial takeaways? Well, of it's it? just it is exactly what you called it. It is a circle jerk. These all all these fucking puppets of businessmen sitting there, you know, applauding for each other, and uh, there's nobody in that body fighting for you. Mm -hmm. it, it, I don't, it's just, it, 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 it was just gross to hear these people brag like they did something for people. They just got done breaking a, a railroad worker strike. They, they just got done uh, going through a pandemic without giving you health care. They, they just sent a hundred billion dollars to Nazis in Ukraine for a proxy war against Russia because of economics. So we can sell more gas. So our oil yeah. companies would actually run those guys. See, that's the yeah. thing you have to, those guys are all, and, and it's just, and the, and the people who don't take corporate money straight up, they going along with that. It's hilarious. It's, you know, right. It's just, that's what I say. It's at, you know, I wasn't the first one to say this. It, it might've been, I don't know who it was, but someone said it's actually worse to have, you know, quote unquote progressives elected inside of the democratic party because mm -hmm. It, real change isn't going to happen until people lose faith in the system, but that gives them faith. There's someone inside that system fighting for you. This system can work. The system isn't going to work. If they say, if, if what they say is true, 
about climate change. The system ain't going to work. They're never going to do anything. <laughs> They're never going to do anything that will, but, if what they say, if what the science is on climate, if they believe what they say, they yeah. know they're not doing anything to stop it. And there's going to be catastrophes fucking all over the place. And uh, so th th that, that's, that's, the, that's the sad thing. And people are still wrapped up in celebrity of politicians. Uh -huh. And people are still wrapped up in the celebrity of Bernie Sanders. I was for a while, but because I really believed in him. But Me as too. soon as he saw showed his hand that he wasn't going to make the Democrats pay any price at all for cheating not him but they cheated his movement once he uh -huh. once he didn't make them pay a price for that at all they they didn't get corporate money out they didn't get rid of super delegates they didn't do any fucking thing it's unbelievable mm -hmm. and and then uh so and what once i and then he didn't tell his movement to do anything you know yeah. he didn't get his they didn't say hey let's get in the streets and do this hey let's go do that let's protest for that then nothing they just like barack obama when he got elected disbanded his movement sure. bernie basically disbanded his movement mm -hmm. and they, he told him hey go vote for joe biden even though joe biden isn't giving you anything i'm not using sure. my leverage to extract anything for my support i'm just going to do this because the establishment will turn me into ralph nader and i can't yeah. stand that that's all that is that's and so there, that, that's why there's no lefty leaders. That's why all the squad in the House tuck their tail and go along with Israel and corporate America and mm -hmm. uh, and and bust unions and military industrial complex. What is the yeah. point of electing them? Again, it's actually halting progress by yeah. electing, quote unquote, justice Democrats into the Congress. It just, it's just not it's not changing the system. The system is changing them. And oh, yeah. they're not even they're not even complaining, you know what I mean? Right? Yeah. They're not even saying, "Hey, we're powerless in here." We can, mm -hmm. but they're not powerless. They actually do have power, but they just mm -hmm. will refuse to use it. They will re refuse to use their leverage. What the mm -hmm. right wing just did to the Republicans proved that the the left wing will never right now. <laughs> right, yeah. you know, it, it's just, and that's why it's so. And all they do is identity politics. And let's remember, identity politics are there to keep black and brown people from making economic progress. That's, that's true. Fucking economic politics, uh, what identity politics are. And that's all they have. And, yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'll, I'll, you know, I'm on, uh, I, I'm on record saying we got to stop voting for both of these uh, pro-war, pro-Wall Street, anti-worker parties. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you know, as far as identity politics goes, I mean, it, it's really a perversion of identity politics because uh, for, yeah. for, for those of us who are, you know, yeah. especially, you know, as you can see, you know, and I, I can't hide it, but I'm black. So the thing is, is that for us, race and class are intrinsically linked. And so when they talk about kneeling in kente cloth, how is that going to increase our your wealth, yes. for instance, how is that going to give us reparations by kneeling in Kinsey cloth and saying that you got Katanji Brown Jackson as the Supreme Court judge? Like that representation does not equate <laughs> into actual policies that would help those of us, especially who are black. Or, for instance, what about trans people who want gender affirming surgery? You can get gender affirming surgery in Cuba, which is awesome, which is beautiful, but you can't get it here. And then people who are trans actually have to go and get 
uh, GoFundMes just to be able to afford gender affirming care. And so when it comes to them saying, oh, we are with you, you don't see it in the actual concrete policies. And so, for instance, Barack Obama said that he was his for his first priorities was going to codify Roe v. Wade into law. And he said it in 2008. And then he said he skipped out on it. He was like, oh, did I actually say that? No, 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 I didn't say that. You, you, you heard wrong. And so next thing you know, now you have women and people with uteruses that are sitting there going, what the hell is going on? And one of the questions that I wanted to also ask you, uh, part of your last statement, you were saying that um, that people are putting all their hope into these progressives, right? And one of the things that I also wanted to bring out was Sabi Sabs had a hat on. Um, she had on Jesse Ventura uh, a few months ago. And Jesse Ventura actually recounted the story where he actually approached Bernie Sanders and asked him if he was going to basically do what we consider now a dirty break. The same thing that was asked of Marianne Williamson by RBN about two weeks ago. But he said that, no, he was not going to do that. He was going to support Hillary Clinton at the time. And that told Jesse Ventura everything that needed to be said, right? My question to you is, where is the line among workers? When is it going to be a point where we all start to band together? Like, where is that line? Is it going to be where people can't afford enough for a, a, a loaf of, of bread in the in the stores, is that going to be the line? I don't, I don't, you know, I, I'm not smart enough to know. I do know that you, in the rest of the world, yeah, left, the left politics is connected with worker, the working class, blue collar. Yeah, yeah. It's not that way in America. It's, it's connected to, you know, the, uh, what do you call it? The, you know, the professional managerial class, right? It's the, it's the middle class that, and uh, smarter people than me have made this point that, um, you know, and so, so for them, you know, uh, uh, making economic progress is getting a certain number of uh, uh, people of color on, on the bo board of the company, as opposed to getting a minimum wage or a living wage or getting healthcare yeah. for everybody. That's so their, their focus is totally different. You know, yeah. and that that's that's so I guess and that's by design. I'm sure, you know, we're we're finding out that the FBI was infiltrating Black Lives Matters, paying uh, people to create violence. And um, of course, right. They're paying people yeah. to kidnap a, a governor, paying people to do acts of terror. You know, that's and the FBI, they admitted on television. I played the clip on my show that that they they their whole job was to make sure progressives and what they considered socialists didn't get elected that was part yeah. of the so they're i mean they're the fba is the fbi is just like a thug creation of the uh, oligarchy to enforce mm -hmm. whatever it is that they want and that and then create chaos infiltrate any kind of workers organizations or any kind of lefty organizations infiltrate they get they get them then they split they divide and conquer and that's 
it's been this, I mean, and they have bullshit organizations like the DSA. Like, tell me that wasn't set up by the oligarchs to keep people fucking passive. Just like Bernie Sanders and the squad are there to make sure any revolutionary energy gets funneled right back into a pro-Wall Street, pro-war, anti-worker party. It's it's incredible. And it just keeps working and working. And now there is some hope. And it's I, for me, I always point to Christian Smalls. Uh, and his organizing the first union at Amazon, and he did it on Staten Island, which if people don't know, that's a suburb of New York and or a borough, as they call them. And, mm-hmm. and Staten Island, I think that's what they call them. You know, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Staten mm-hmm. Island is made up of mostly white working class Trump voters. And mm-hmm. so he had to organize those people. And so once... That's what's actually scary to the oligarchy and the establishment that when people wake up to our common enemy and that, uh, you know, your progress is my progress economically and that we're all tied together. And that's what actual class organizing looks like. And when most people in the Democratic Party who are people who vote Democrat use the term class organizing, they don't mean it. But what that means is organizing with Trump voters. It means organizing with libertarians. It means organizing with anybody who shares your class struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right now we're doing the same thing with a, with an anti-war rally. Hey, I don't care if, uh, you, you know, some crazy right-wing Baptist minister uh, uh, who hates the minimum wage and thinks that, the you know, the so- social security is communism. If he's against war... He can speak against the war because everybody's the war affects everybody. The more people you get of diverse backgrounds Mm -hmm. supporting an idea, the stronger that idea is. That's what gives it strength. Mm -hmm. Of course. When the Black Panthers marched with the KKK in Las Vegas to get their welfare checks reinstated, that's what gave it strength. And they could shut it down. And that's why they won. Not because they like each other, but because they shared a common interest against the establishment. March with the KKK, though? Fred Hampton knew this long before I came along. And and that's why they killed him. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, uh, and the same thing with Malcolm X. As soon as he realized the game, uh, they killed him too. Anybody. And so... You know, right now uh, we have the Democratic Party, which includes Bernie Sanders now and AOC and all those people uh, Mm -hmm. cheering on the FBI. And now we're finding out, of course, that the FBI is our enemy. They were created to spy on Americans for the oligarchy and everybody we vote for in the Democratic Party is in bed with them and they love. So there's no hope for this system. And so... Mm I say that we need more Christian Smalls, less Bernie Sanders and AOCs because those mm-hmm. people are distractions. Christian Smalls are is the real deal. And then we have to keep our, you know, our eye on the ball. So right now, in, in just to prove my point about how the left is more connected to the working class, the unions in France just shut down France because they wanted to raise the retirement age from 62 to 65. And ours is already there. Now it's, it's I think it's going to go into 67. Anyway, they, mm-hmm. they have health care. They have retirement. They have dental. Every person in France has dental. Yeah. And they're in the streets shutting shit down because mm-hmm. their unions and their left movement is connected to the working class. We yeah. don't have that in America. Hopefully mm-hmm. 
you know, we need a great leader. I'm a literal comedian. I'm not I'm mm -hmm. supposed to be doing this. I'm not supposed mm -hmm. to be the uh, the person yeah. leading this shit. There's supposed to be yeah. people doing this, but the people who are supposed to be doing this, they have them locked up or discredited. Yeah. I, I just wanted to clarify, did you mean the Young Patriots instead of the KKK? No, no. In Las Vegas, um, a famous story, I, I showed it on my... Uh, my show, um, what was her name? <clears throat> She's a famous Black Panther leader. And anyway, she tells a story about how when they rescinded the welfare checks, the poor whites were affected just as much as the, mm -hmm. this, a new governor came in. And so they joined, they, she tells a story about going into the, into the uh, racist church. Mm -hmm. And she, they, they stopped and said, what are you doing here? And she said, uh, you don't have to like me, but if uh, I don't get my check, you don't get your check. Yeah. And so they joined together and they, they marched down the center of Las Vegas Boulevard and shut mm -hmm. it down. And they got their reinstatement of their uh, uh, welfare checks. And mm -hmm. uh, it, uh, I, uh, to me, it's an amazing story, right? Yeah. How how much power you have when you actually do organize along class lines, you can actually mm -hmm. get shit done. Just like mm -hmm. Christian Smalls just got shit done. Uh, yeah. Organizing with people who the establishment media told us are fascists and white supremacists. No, mm -hmm. the people who voted for Donald Trump are overwhelmingly desperate people who are yeah. so desperate that the system has let them down that they're willing to take a chance on a game show host. You know, I interviewed a guy on my show who was a Waffle House cook from Virginia, and mm -hmm. he said he was going to vote for Donald Trump. And he said, I said, really, you don't see through him? He said, Jimmy, I know that Donald Trump is a loudmouth Yankee who should have had his ass kicked years ago, but at least he's promising us something. Hillary Clinton came in here and said she's going to close down all our coal mines. And yeah. what and so they've lived through Hillary Clinton. They lived through 8 years of Barack Obama and their lives got worse. Just like mm -hmm. the people at the barbershops in the inner city in Milwaukee told the New mm -hmm. York Times, people know the truth. They mm -hmm. the establishment doesn't want you to know the reason why Donald Trump got elected didn't have anything to do with racism and had everything to do with eight years of Barack Obama letting down his own community, kicking 5.1 million families out of their homes during a banking crisis created by Wall Street yeah. while making sure those people who created the problem didn't miss their bonus checks. Why? Because mm -hmm. his entire cabinet got chosen from Citigroup. That's not me making it up. That's a reveal from an email sent to his administration by Citigroup. Mm -hmm. And every one of those people on that email made it into his administration. And and Julian Assange revealed that, and that's why they want to kill him. So, well, that that is true. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean that 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 part, especially about uh, having Citigroup uh, and, and Wall Street in the pocket of Barack Obama. I mean, it was uh, brought out in a Jacobin in a Jacobin article that actually Black wealth tanked under Obama in the Obama years because he was basically no different than any other president before him. He was no different than George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, Ronald Reagan, Jimmy Carter. He was really not much different than any one of them. So that, excuse me, that being said, you know, the the, the overall praise that Obama gets really is not founded because when it comes, yeah, because the thing is, is that people are really reflective of who he is as in his identity. But the thing is, is that there was a real huge portrayal by Barack Obama, especially on the black community 
one of the first things that I probably would have, you know, said to Barack Obama is after you codify Roe v. Wade into law, what are you going to do about reparations? Because the thing is, is that when it comes to this country, you know, black people have basically helped build this country to the superpower that it is. So, I mean, if you listen to MLK, he talks about how a lot of European whites were actually given land. They were given property to move out west and nothing for black people, especially, you know, in the onset of reconstruction. A lot of us, a lot of my ancestors actually went out to reconstruction and they were left to uh, the cold, the rain, the winds, you know, and having to fend for themselves after being enslaved for over 200 years at the time. So it just goes to show how when somebody like Barack Obama just really did not have the interests of the people in mind, particularly people who look like him. And, you know, this goes on to people like Donald Trump and Joe Biden as well, because the thing is that they talk about how they are with the class, the, the working class. But really, when you look at them, they're not. And I'll say this. I said it before and I'll say it again. All Donald Trump was was just Joe Biden in orange face, That's because right. if you look at him, that their their policies are the exact same. And if you look, listen to the State of the Union address, all you have to do is replace Biden's voice with Trump's voice and says, what we're going to do, we're going to buy American. I'm going to have you out buy American. That's all we need to do in this big, beautiful country. And so that's basically what it was. And so, you know, all you have to do is switch him out. Because when it comes to the policies of one, it's the policies of another. Even with COVID, who was the one that was pushing the vaccine? It was Donald Trump. Then, switch it out, who was doing it afterwards? It was Joe Biden. So that's, you know, it's just, when when I say that Joe Biden and Donald Trump are pretty much one and the same, people look at me like I'm crazy. People on the right will look at me and go, oh, no, Trump is way better than Biden. And then people on the liberal side will say, oh, no, Biden's way better than Trump. And it's like, wait, have you actually looked at their policies? So, yeah. Uh, Barack Obama bragged. I think it was on Venezuelan TV, but I have the video. I played it on my show. Mm -hmm. uh, He says that uh, they they accuse him of being a socialist. And they say, your critics say you're a socialist. And he laughs just like kind of, and he says, uh, he said, oh, come on. My, uh, uh, my policies would be considered, if this was in the eighties, my policies be, would be considered a moderate Republican. Yeah, he said that. And so what he's admitting is that the Democratic Party has shifted so far to the right, they yeah. would now be considered Reagan. Mm-hmm. That's what we are left with as a left party, Ronald Reagan. And I mean, that's why Barack Obama praised the shit out of him. Yeah. And the, the idea that Barack Obama represented black people, Ronald Obama represented fucking Wall Street, full yeah. stop. That's who yeah. he represented. That's yeah. why there was nobody from Wall Street who got went to jail. They didn't even have mm-hmm. fucking hearings, did they? No. But they kicked mm-hmm. 5.1 million families out of their house. And then 2 million every year after that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he bought, by the way, Barack Obama deported twice, twice, almost twice as many Hispanics as Donald Trump. So this idea that they're different is it's crazy. You're right. Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing that people can't believe. That's why they had to build up Donald Trump to be the monster that he is. Like he's some kind of Hitler in waiting. He's got these, you know, dictatorial plans. The guy has no plans. He didn't have any plans to do anything when, you know, when, um, when COVID hit, 
It was the perfect time for him to become a dictator. He didn't want. He's like fucking states. You do what you want. How do he, he didn't want to fucking do any anything to do with it except develop a goddamn vaccine because Bill Gates told him that was the way to become. Uh, be he'll be known for that. This will be your legacy. You'll be an innovator. You brought the world mRNA vaccine, and so that's why he hooked his wagon to that. And mm -hmm. but everything else, he didn't have the guy. So the Democrats have to build up Trump to be some kind of evil genius. He's mm -hmm. just a fucking con man like all of them, right? Mm -hmm. He's just another billionaire. How do you get to be a billionaire? Well, it certainly isn't by fucking helping people. <laughs> so oh, no. they're just they're they're all the same, right? They by the way, mm -hmm. he went to all their parties. The Clintons and mm -hmm. him hung out. The Clintons and parties oh, yeah. didn't run for fuck's sake. <laughs> you know, they all went to each other's parties. They all fucked each other's kids on Epstein Island. They all fucking got golf together. They all go to the same donor fucking meet. It's the same shit. Mm -hmm. And you're exactly right. And so Americans aren't going to wake up right now. Uh, you know, you got AOC and Bernie Sanders doing their best to convince half of America that the Democrats are different. Oh, that's the they're, yeah, that's the problem. They're not telling anybody to get in the street to oppose the establishment or the oligarchy ever. And AOC with mm -hmm. her 13 million followers, Bernie Sanders with however many people still listen is bullshit. They never ask their people to do a fucking thing ever to oppose the oligarchy ever. When she was out on the Capitol steps, even then she didn't ask people to come down there in that bullshit fucking protest that everyone knew was bullshit. Hey, when Chuck Schumer and Adam Schiff shows up to your protest to support you, you're not at a protest. You're at a stunt. Mm -hmm. You're at a PR event. Yeah. Basically, I want to show you this. I'm not sure if you ever saw this before, but I actually borrowed this from Savvy Sabs. Okay. Uh, thanks, Savvy, for, for, for this, by the way. But I don't know if you're sure if you ever seen this, but it's entitled Feudalism Then and Now. And it actually gives a juxtaposition between medieval feudalism and corporate feudalism. And at the top of feudalism was back then in medieval feudalism was monarchs, which are kings, queens and emperors. But today in corporate feudalism, it's the central bankers, Federal Reserve, Bank of Japan, ECB. You can say, you know, um, the IMF, World Bank, people like that. And so if you look at the elected officials, they are really the middle managers of. Yes what's really going on uh, of, of the system. So when it comes to, you know, what people like uh, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, George W. Bush, which I would argue that George W. Bush was actually worse than Donald Trump because George W. Bush has millions of blood on, blood millions of people on his hands. I agree. But, you know, you have all these elected officials that basically were at the State of the Union and I said this on RBN a couple of days ago. That was just a meeting of middle managers. That's yes. all it was. Yes, exactly right. And so, you know, and it, and it says you are here. You're at the bottom. Everyone else, which is peasants, laborers, conscripts, workers, students, and soldiers. So really, you know, what has happened then and now? This is the legacy. This is the... Uh, this is the, the an accurate description of how capitalism is really just a step above feudalism but then it starts to retreat back to feudalism you know so if you you know looking at this you know uh, it's like you know when you look at the professional managerial class they're 
near the bottom with us, but at the same time, they're the ones that are caping for the big people at the top. And it's as wild. I always thought that was capping. Then it's caping. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, caping. <laughs> Where does that come from? Caping. Uh, um, I'm not exactly sure, but I know. Okay, the kids these days. I can't. God, I can't believe I'm saying that. I'm getting old. <laughs> but the kids, the kids these days say cap, and cap basically means like a lie, something that yeah. is. Well, that's uh, why I thought it was capping. Yeah, so no, caping is um like vouching for or or I guess simping for. I don't know yeah. if you know that word. Yes. But basically that's what caping means, caping yeah. for something. So that's the old word, then it became simping. So now that's what it is. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So all right. So I'm just I'm just, it's hard to keep up. I'm trying to keep up. I'm old. No, no, no. You're, look, you're a Gen X. I'm millennial. We're just like, you know, we're all just looking at Gen Z like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so that's basically what it is. So, you know, oh, okay. I, trust me, I got you. I Look, and there's things that you have to explain to me because I don't understand. So uh -huh. but you know, you know we got to depend on each other. That chart you just showed, mm -hmm. it reminds me of, uh, I forget who said this, but um People don't know that, right? So they don't know that. That's a, that's a pretty good representation of what, what what's happening, yeah. uh, and that the pre, that the politicians are actually just the middle managers for the yeah. oligarchs. Mm -hmm. I can send this are. to you, by the way. Yeah, please do. And mm -hmm. um, I, I heard someone say, you know, the the first thing necessary to escape a prison is you have to know you're in a prison. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And so people don't we so like when are Americans gonna rise up? It's like they don't know, they know the effect, they know what their life is like, but they don't know who to blame. Mm -hmm. So they're told to blame the Republicans, and the Republicans are said yeah. to blame it's the it's the Democrats with their socialism and their communism, and then and they all but they all work for the same capitalist oligarchy. And it's yes. just a, it's, it's it's the Harlem Globetrotters versus the Washington generals, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. And what people, when you know, what people don't, you know, you're not thinking about it when you're watching a Harlem Globetrotters game because it's so entertaining that they're both being paid by the same guy, mm -hmm. right? It's strictly a show, and we all know mm -hmm. the outcome. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing with Congress, the Democrats and the Republicans. People mm -hmm. have to remember when they watch the State of the Union, they're all being paid by the same guy. Yeah. And the outcome is already known. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it did. It didn't matter if it was. Um, it it didn't matter if it was Barack Obama or John McCain. They got them both. Mm -hmm. it didn't matter if it was George Bush or Al Gore. They got them both. Yeah. It did. It didn't. It didn't matter if it was Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. It mattered mm -hmm. a little because that was like their America's Brexit, and the oligarchs couldn't let the people have a voice, yeah. and that's why they had to make sure. That anybody who voted for Donald Trump would be considered off limits. Like you're out of the cult, man. You're you're undermining democracy as if we have a democracy. Mm -hmm. January 6th was a coup attempt, as if the coup didn't already happen. We yeah. don't have a 
Damn, that, that's the biggest fucking lie in the world, that if you were voting for Democrats, you were voting for democracy. What you literally voted for was fascism because they the first thing they did was crush a railroad worker strike. That, that yeah. is the definition of fascism. So this whole idea that there's somebody else that's a fascist in the country besides the Democrats is hilarious. So yeah. uh, and, and people still think that voting for Democrats is do, they're doing the good they're doing a good deed. And that's how propaganda works. You have to yeah. make some people think there's a good guy and a bad guy. It's just like the Harlem Globetrotters and the Washington Generals. They're all. Yeah. The same people. The outcome is known, just like with the January 6th show trial. We all knew what the outcome was going to be. And th those yeah. guys were trying to commit a coup. Can you believe they used those fucking words like that? Yeah, like a bunch of guys in pajama bottoms and buffalo helmets. I'm fucking committing a coup. You're, you know what? Your goddamn government was stolen from you decades ago by corporate America, which is why we live in an oligarchy proven by the Princeton study. You ideas are never reflected in your legislation. Every politician serves the oligarchs, not you. When are you going to get pissed off about that? No, they have you distracted to be pissed yeah. off about a riot that happened at the Capitol with no yeah. guns. Yeah. And the crazy part... Gun. The crazy part is you got this dude wearing a hat that he looks like he belongs to the same Buffalo club that Fred and Barney, right? Fred Flintstone and Barney Rubble used to belong to. And I'm like, really? Are you guys? Are you seriously taking this guy serious? And the the funny part is whenever we talk about, uh, you know how you know really there needs to be an exit of both parties, the duopoly. Um, Roger Meadows, who uh, watches me frequently, always says that we just need to make both parties. Just get rid of all political parties and just, you know, have a direct democracy or just have, you know, you know, uh, direct representation. But the funny part is, you know, you have some that will tell us to grow up and <laughs> will tell us that, oh, well, this person introduced these type of things to the conversation and they can push this for up. Hell, I'm talking about Marianne Williamson. I'm talking about what Crystal Ball said. She said, grow up. And the thing is, is like, okay. And I've likened it to like this. You're telling someone to grow up. It's like being outside of a house that's on fire. And the people inside are screaming help. And then the fire department comes and then they take out a water pistol and they start pew, 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 pew at the water. And then as soon as you start screaming, saying, we need a big hose, get it out there. You have somebody with their arms crossed on it saying, you guys just need to grow up. And it's like, we're literally suffering out here. And the problem is, is that you have a lot of people, unfortunately, and some of them typically are part of the professional managerial class. Not all, not all, but some. And what they do is that they have a lack of a sense of urgency. And of that course. lack of a sense of urgency makes them think, well, all we have to do is just go this route. And then when you say it's not working, we need to go in a completely different direction. They go, just grow up. We're just going to go do it this way. But here's the thing. You have an influence of thousands of people and you're continuously telling them to go into a direction that does not work, has not worked in the last 40 years. And so for us, it's like, no, stop. You're pushing people 
like a bull to the slaughter when really this should be going into the other direction. All right. That's been the message of my show for a couple of years, ever since, you know, uh, I, um, you know, I was hopeful for the uh, Tulsi Gabbard campaign because she was so staunchly telling the truth about Syria and they were smearing her the same way they smeared me over Syria, calling me an Assadist and a traitor and all this shit. It's amazing. And, um, but it, there just doesn't, I would, you know, it would be nice if, if, if there was a, you know, uh, a leader that, you know, a lot of people ask me to run for president because right now is the time for someone who can actually uh, appeal to the populist left and the populist right in a genuine way, not a bullshit way. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I can't believe that there isn't somebody else out there who can do it better than me. Uh, so, uh, but apparently no one's stepping up. So that, this is what it's needed. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't believe there isn't another Christian Smalls out there to do this. Uh and so, but that, that, I mean, electorally, that's what's needed, but what's really needed is someone to get people into the streets yeah. because that, that, that's what's, and, sh- and you have to shut things down. Right. And, yeah. you know, if the, if, if the pandemic taught workers anything, it's that they're essential and who isn't yeah. a fucking banker, a middle manager, yeah. uh, workers are essential workers. Right. Yeah. And so that was the time I don't understand why workers, didn't strike then. Like, that's what I couldn't believe. Like now's your time and you can get anything you want. There's they're handing out five fucking trillion dollars to the oligarchy. You guys should strike to get your piece of it. And what they needed was someone like AOC or Bernie Sanders or uh, Jamal Bowman or Rokan or somebody like that to tell them to do that. And, but that that's never going to happen because those people serve the same people. But Jimmy, are we beyond electoral politics at this point? Because yeah, that's started, what I just said. I said we got to get what really need is people in the street. Yeah, because my thing is, is like, even still with like a, maybe a third party or independent run, it's like, look, I remember JFK. That's all. Yeah, I say. exactly. You know, because even when somebody wants to actually do. Even a modicum of something to, in right. the right direction, even just a little bit, it's like, yeah, no, we got it. We got to get rid of them. And there will be power, powers that be, will come together because we know it wasn't just some one-off person. And then go and, and then look at what happened with MLK. That wasn't a one-off. That we know that it was institutional power that got rid of him. We know it was institutional power that got rid of Malcolm X. We know it was institutional power that got rid of Fred Hampton. We know it was institutional power that got rid of Tupac Shakur. Like, we know it was institutional power that reasons why people like Asada Shakur right now is, you know, in an exile in Cuba because she can't come back here to her home because they're trying to take her and put her back in chains and eventually kill her like they would do Assange or, you know, like what they're doing to Mumia Abu-Jamal. And the thing is, is that, you know, whenever we talk about somebody actually running within the system, it's like, if the system doesn't work for us, why are we even going to participate in the system? I feel like it's like, if the table's not serving you, then flip that fucker over and let's go and build a new one. 
that's I, I, I'm just getting to the point where I'm like, there's nothing here for us. Let's just, you know, it's just like, look, I'm, you know, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, we need another 1776. This time it's just all the workers instead of the corporate people. Uh, yes. You know, it's funny when, you know, the story goes that the, they don't want to pay a tax to the king anymore on their tea and shit. Right. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, so what, when they got up, when they got upset enough, when they had enough of that shit, yeah. mm -hmm. George Washington, um, he didn't write a stern letter. Uh, he picked up a rifle, started shooting motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, that's a, how our country was founded. Uh, I'm but, not advocating for armed violence. I'm advocating for peaceful demonstrations to shut shit down because that's what really works. Yeah, Although you can't. You got to say the American Revolution actually worked. Well, I mean, didn't JFK said those who make peaceful revolution impossible make violent revolution inevitable? Yes, that's exactly right. Yes, yeah. and America is a, you know, very armed. We have more guns than we have people. So, yeah. you know, what's always funny is that the people who are for guns, I've gone back and forth on the gun issue. Mm -hmm. Um I I like seeing Black Panthers with with guns. Like <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like what I remember there was what there was a group of uh, uh, there was a, a African-American group in Texas that went out one time a couple like five or six years ago. And they, you know, they were like, uh, I, I think it maybe it was a response to Trump or something. Maybe I don't know what it was, but they were all like in black and they all had their and they were all had guns and they were and. uh and so people were saying, oh, see, now they're going to pass gun control. And I go, no, they're not. Now they're just going to kill those motherfuckers if they ever do anything. That's what they'll do. Um, yeah. But um, I so the gun thing is that they say we need guns to protect ourselves from not each other, but from the government, because the government's going to come take our rights. Well, the True. government, I don't know if they noticed, they took your rights, right? They, You now live in a surveillance state. You have no right to privacy and liberty. Mm -hmm. You don't even have a right to a speedy trial. They repealed the habeas corpus. Yeah. Uh, so they took your rights away. When are you going to use those guns to get them back? Never. So the guns, that, that whole argument about to protect ourselves from the government isn't really true because they came. They took your rights and you didn't do shit. And that'd be well, one thing if you did. It'd be one thing if you used your guns to actually try to get your rights back, but you did it. And nobody cares. Nobody cares that every email, text, and phone call is being recorded by the NSA. And it's all done under the guise of fighting terrorism. And mm -hmm. now you, they can, all they have to do is say you're a terrorist, and they can lock you up without a trial forever. It's called indefinite detention. So, yes. Uh, and, you know, we tortured Chelsea Manning. So whatever, again, whatever we do to people overseas, we're going to do to ourselves. We're doing it to ourselves. And this mm -hmm. whole, uh, you know, I saw, who was it? What I saw a quote the other day from, I think, I forget who it was, but it said, basically, the whole world's governments, every government, is a bunch of rich businessmen working for a bunch of richer businessmen. And yeah. nobody knows how to fix it because nobody has figured out how to oppose corporations. 
And that's where we're left, right? They control everything. It's all, why did we send $100 billion to Ukraine? Because we give a shit about the people of <laughs> No, no. Because businessmen want that fucking, hap they want that to happen. It's yeah. about, it's about Western economic hegemony. It's about imperialism. This is all about the capital class running our military and our government. That's just like yeah. we gave uh, the use of our military to Saudi Arabia in exchange for the petrodollar. People don't even know that. That's just right there. I'm, I'm black and white. A military is there for an economic gain. That's all it is. So what the petrodollar is, is 1972, I think Rick Nixon took us off the gold standard. And mm -hmm. so he made a deal with the Saudi Arabia that if Saudi Arabia made everybody buy their oil, because Saudi Arabia is the world's biggest oil exporter. So in mm -hmm. order to buy oil from Saudi Arabia, you had to first convert your currency into American dollars and then buy use that to buy your oil from Saudi Arabia. So that meant everybody in the world just decided to start having a bunch of U.S. dollars on hand yeah. in reserve. So that because it was what well, if it's used for oil, then they would also use it for other shit, almost every other thing. So that's how it became the reserve currency of the world which artificially props up our dollar and our entire economy. Well, that's going yeah. away. Uh, mm -hmm. So anyway, that, that's a whole other story. But what we yeah. promised them in return for that was they could use our military. Why yeah. do you think we're in Yemen helping commit a genocide? What at the behest of Saudi Arabia? Why do you think yeah. we gave a fuck about Syria? What do you think all this shit? I mean, why do you think we're in bed with Al Qaeda in Syria and Al Nusra? Yeah. It's all, it's again, the, it, the, it, the military is just a, a, there for the capitalist class uh, mm -hmm. to go steal shit from poor countries. And if yeah. they're not a poor country, we'll blow up a pipeline to try to fuck mm -hmm. over their economy, which is exactly what the United States did. We blew up the Nord Stream 2 pipeline that was separating Russia from Germany. So what we've always been afraid of German uh, technology and, mm -hmm. and capital coming together with Russia's manpower and uh, fossil fuels. And so we had to stop that because that would create an economic engine that would overwhelm the West. And so uh, what we did was we blew up their pipeline and we're trying to fuck all that shit up. So now we're trying to sell more liquefied natural gas to Europe. Russia sold 40% of their uh, energy comes from Russia, Europe. And so now they're, the, the leaders of Europe are so weak. It is amazing how they just, but because they're all promised jobs, there's the WEF. It's the overwhelming capitalists, the same people who took out JFK, RFK, Malcolm X, and MLK. Those same people, they're all afraid of them. Why do you think so? Oh, yeah. Zelensky, who ran on uniting his country and peace, turned into what he's turned into, a guy mm -hmm. banning opposition newspapers, banning the Russian language, and ramping yeah. up a war effort. Why? Because they threatened to kill him. The right-wing yeah. Nazis and NATO. He knows what's going to happen to him if he doesn't do their bidding, but what he doesn't know is what's going to happen to him when, they're, when they don't need him anymore. Just like when yeah. we didn't need Muammar Gaddafi anymore and stuff like that. So, yeah. uh, anyway, that was a long sermon. I'm sorry. I got... <laughs> no, actually, I have a video. I'm not sure if you saw this, but it's kind of a mashup. And you were talking about the Nord Stream 2 pipeline that the United States initially accused Russia of blowing up. And a lot of us were like, Russia blowing up their own pipeline? We were like, bullshit. So then somebody, I'm not sure if you saw this, but it's kind of comical. Um, I laughed when I saw it because it was just hilarious how 
they basically already they admitted it before they even did the act. It's like, yeah, yeah, we did it, you know. And so here, here, here we go. The sledgehammer that we have against Putin is to shut down the Nord Stream 2 pipeline and do it permanently. This is a real, acute, and... ...proven threat. I'm a big proponent of uh, making sure we stop Nord Stream 2 from, from happening. Stopping the Nord Stream 2. And we need... The chancellor is there right after, now. Uh, assets like the Nord Stream 2. And, you know, Trump also isn't wrong to identify Nord Stream 2, this pipeline that pipeline. he talked about today, as problematic. There is still time to stop Nord Stream 2 if we act quickly. The timeline for action is short. And I'm not going to stop working to halt Nord Stream 2 to stop Russia. End it once and for all. I mean, he needs to kill the, keys, uh, the Nord Stream uh, Nord Stream 2. This is why we need municipal blood. pipeline right now. And I think the most important thing right now, and what Zelensky said is they want Nord Stream 2 stopped. Mm. That's what I see as the most tangible reason and the tangible uh, effect. To I believe we must stop this Nord Stream 2 pipeline. And we should have brought the project to an end. There's still time to stop it, but we need to act quickly. Nord Stream 2 is, danger, is a danger to peace as we know it. Nord Stream 2 is energy blackmail. It's Putin's pipeline. It's a trap. Uh, for the uh, Russian trap. There will be, uh, we, there it's will be trap. no longer a Nord Stream. We will bring an end to it. We will put an end to it. And here's the thing. It's funny because then they blame it on Russia. And yet, here they are admitting, they're just like, we need to get rid of Nord Stream 2. We need to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, we need to get rid of it. Next thing you know, Nord Stream 2 goes down. Next thing you know, it's Russia's fault. It's like, what? Are you kidding me right now? And then next thing you know, it's like, and 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 my thing is, it's like to the Germans, I'm like, uh, y'all going to let United States do that to y'all? Yes, they did. Yes. You know, it's funny, their last prime minister wouldn't put up with that shit. Their last, uh, um, uh, Merkel. Merkel. Merkel was yeah. the one pushing for that pipeline. And the United States was trying to stop it with sanctions and bullshit. And we didn't want it. But she's like, fuck you. This is important. And now, they're, they're, now they, their leader is committed more to, uh, you know, a global allegiance to hegemony than it is to, I think the foreign minister of, uh, Germany said it doesn't matter what my people in Germany think. I'm committed to the people of Ukraine, which that means I'm more committed to this global fucking hegemony than I am to my own country. Just like Joe Biden, just like everybody. Dear God. Um, so, yeah, that's this. This is it. Things are way worse than people think. That's what, what I've been telling people is the problem in America is that people have no idea how corrupt our government actually is. They think it's regular corrupt, like, oh, Donald Trump uh, gave a uh, gave some money to his kid or got a job from Israel or jo Joe Biden's kid got a no show job on an energy board in Ukraine. That's not the, the whole thing is corrupt. The whole Ukraine war, that $100 billion, yes. I would say about 700 out of the $850 billion of defense spending, complete corruption. It's all yeah. corrupt.
everything, which is why you don't have health care in the richest country in the world, which is why the, this, this system can take the richest country the face of the earth has ever known and render half of its people poor, low income. 80% of workers live in paycheck to paycheck. 50% of wage earners earn $30,000 or less in the richest country in the world. What do you call that system? You call that a failed fucking system. And yeah. we got to get people to, to, to realize that that's when they can rise up against the system. That's what gets people's in the street. That's what actually does shit. And, you know, um, Chris Hedges tells the story. I got to read the book. Uh, I guess Henry Kissinger, uh, he's talking, he told me a story that Henry Kissinger tells about uh, him and Nixon. You know, they were the protesters were outside the gates of the White House, you know. And then they had lined up school buses on the inside because, and he, he looks out the window and he says to Henry Kissinger, he says, what, what are those uh, school buses there for? And he says, well, we're afraid if they, you know, if they make it through the fences, they'll be, they'll, the school buses will slow them down. <laughs> he says, what? He said, they're that's, and that's how they have, that's how politicians should be. They should be afraid we're going to come for them. That's that's where we need them. Uh, yeah. I'm with them. You know, I like in other countries, they take their politicians and throw them in dumpsters. And shit like um, Look, just like the Harlem Globetrotters treat treat the, the politicians like that ball, you know? That's right. So yeah. uh, I, I'm with you, man. I, um, I think we, we, we got to get direct action. We got to get people in the streets. We got to get people to know how to shut stuff down. Yeah. Um, uh, but the C people have no idea how infiltrated. I mean, right now they just bring the CAA right out on the TV, right? Uh, I yeah. saw Rachel Maddow. I played a video of her yesterday on my show. Oh, she was said some people that. say well, that we should have peace talks. I don't think <laughs> so. What the fuck? She was that like, really? I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? You Russia Gator? What the hell are you talking about? Look, you. People like you are the reason why people like Joe Biden and Boris Johnson were the ones that infiltrated the peace talks so that right. Zelensky and Putin right. couldn't actually come to a peace talk. If you That's really right. com, com, are concerned with Ukrainian lives, then you would at least talk, you know, go for peace talks just so that the violence and the death can stop taking place. And plus, Russia is just toying with Ukraine right now. If Russia really wanted to do something, they would do it. But the thing is that they're being very gingerly Ukraine. They're like, stop it. Don't do this. And next thing you know, they continue to keep doing it. And so the problem is that what they need to do is actually have peace talks so that the killing would stop. But they're not interested in that. They're interested in Raytheon and Boeing and north of Grumman getting all these money so that they can have more. They can make their billions off of this uh, proxy war. I'm pretty sure Rachel Maddow's last contract, she made $30,000 a day and her new oh contract. God. And where does, where does that money come from? I'll tell you, Jay, it comes from Wall Street, the military yeah. industrial complex and big pharma. Mm -hmm. And she now I think her new contract, I think it sounds crazy, but double check me on these numbers, $100,000 a day. Oof. And where does that money come? And they call YouTubers grifters. And there she is cheering on war, <laughs> trying to shame you for wanting peace talks. If you want a peace talk, you're a Putin puppet, according to, you know, that's her insinuation. And uh, anyway, it's it, 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 I, I was blown away to see. But you know what white liberals think, right? They think that Rachel Maddow is virtuous 
just because she's a homosexual. You know that, that they people in the white liberal class, they, if you are gay, you are all mad, you are all amazing and virtuous. Okay. And so it really fucks them up when someone like Kevin Spacey comes along. <laughs> but um, uh, but gay, gay people don't think that, but yeah. straight white people think that. Well, straight, straight white liberals. Well, you know what you you pressed on on, on a on an interesting thing. Like for instance, there are people like people to judge who, um, yeah, make me sick to my stomach. Yes, he should because people like him will use his position or use his identity as somebody queer. That's it. By the way, I'm queer. Hi, nice to meet you. Did you like the stream? Um, and so they, he will use his position as a queer person in order to either cheerlead for or push for doing horrible things to other disenfranchised people around the world. Or you got people like Tim Cook, who is the CEO of Apple, that will do all these crazy, uh, that will exploit their workers and people will look at Tim Cook and go, oh, but he's gay, yay. And it's like, no, 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 no. What are you doing? Because these are the same people that will sell us queer, trans, non-binary, genderqueer, gay, lesbian, bisexual. They will sell us down the river only because, and then we somehow are supposed to be supportive of him just because he likes dudes like me? Like, absolutely not. The thing is that they're like, there's going to be bombs dropped, and it's going to have a Black Lives Matter sticker and a rainbow flag put on them. And then next thing you know, he's like, oh, Slay Queen, you bombed those kids. Like, what? And people look at me and go, well, why don't you support them? I'm like, because they're murderers. <laughs> why would I? I don't care. Look, I don't care if, if, they, if they love like I do. Guess what? They're still murderers. That's right. Let's put let's put the you know our priorities in the right place. If we truly want people to be able to exist where love is love, then why are we calling for BDS on Saudi Arabia for the crimes that they're doing against my people? Why aren't we calling for that? But they don't want to because guess what? Some of them are murderers. Some of them are hypocrites. So, do you you know uh, like how people think that? Nike cares about black black lives. Matter. <laughs> no, it's no, so funny. No. It's such a branding exercise for them. They don't really give a shit about black lives. Oh, you care about black lives? You're still gonna have all your shit made by slaves and prisoners, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. How much do you care about fucking people of color when all your shit is made by slaves and fucking prisoners? Get the fuck out of here, you Nike yeah. and your Black Lives Matter. And you know the joke yeah. I do in my act is. It, the, the the perfect example I give of uh, identity politics is if it was 1860, the Democrats wouldn't be fixing slavery. They'd be bragging about their first transgendered slave owner. Yeah. And that's what we're left with, right? You, they put somebody from a marginalized group in charge of a problem instead of fixing the problem. And that, yeah. and they just go, oh, it's all done. We got we got a gay guy in front of transportation. Yeah, but I can't get my baby milk. Hey, but there's a gay guy there, so you can't say anything. No, that guy yeah. just took fucking parental leave in the middle of a baby formula crisis. He's going to take off to go fucking raise his kid. That 
That drove me. Fu- I'm for parental leave for everybody except mm-hmm. that fucking guy in the middle of the <laughs> supply chain thing. When you took that job voluntarily and you did, it's not like he knocked up his husband accidentally. Like that's the fucking, he, they planned that shit. And you, probably planned, tried you got a job to do. <laughs> Can't you fucking, anyway, it drove me crazy. And yeah. so, and you know, cause he's sitting at home with his, husband watching a nanny raise their kids while everybody else doesn't have fucking formula because of a supply yeah. chain problem. And this mother, anyway, it's just fucking, it just drives yeah. me crazy what's going on. And of course he's the mouthpiece of the airline industry instead of fucking trying to regulate them. He's making excuses for them. And it's, yeah, uh, it, it, yeah I, again, uh, we need people to get in the street and get over identity politics. You're right. I, I, I should say more like that. The perversion of identity politics. That's what perversion I should say. Not identity politics, but the perversion yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because true identity politics means making sure that everyone has an economic base and you're pr- putting forward the most disenfranchised people first. And then as people who are disenfranchised get taken care of, everybody else gets taken care of too. And so that's that's the point. You know, and, and by it being, for instance, our healthcare, our education, housing, workers, you know, being able to be paid a living wage and workers being able to uh, have a democratic say in their workplace, things like that. And the thing is, is that if you have all workers have a democratic say in their workplace, this also includes queer workers. This also includes black workers. So that's the thing. And a lot of times people don't don't think about that. They just want to use the outside and say, oh, that's good enough. When it's like, no, 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 no. We need all these things in order for us to live. And that's the point. Um, there was a, a a tweet that was brought out. It was breaking news by Fiorella Isabel. She's a friend to the JB show. Uh, Fiorella Isabel says, breaking Nicaragua orders the deportation of 222 political prisoners to the U.S. The prisoners were accused of committing violent terrorist acts which undermined the sovereignty, independence, and self-determination of the people of Nicaragua at the behest of the United States. So Ah. this is some of the stuff that we were talking about, you know, and the thing is that, you know, when it comes to what the United States is doing in other countries in order to overthrow their governments, in order to extract resources, and people please don't come to me about, Oh, well, Russia tried to interfere in our elections. Number one, that was already debunked by Aaron Mate. You guys should check him out, by the way. Number one. Number two, the United States actually interferes in elections. If you look at the United States history of what is done in uh, different countries via coups and takeovers, then they actually were the ones. And in fact, it was back in the 90s. I think it was 1993 or 1994 where they actually oh, – they actually interfere with the Russian election for Boris Yeltsin. And it's actually was covered in Time magazine. Absolutely. So the United States is actually the forebearer of interfering in people's elections. Well, just, yeah. I mean, so there's a book called Confessions of an Economic Hitman. You know, there's also mm-hmm. uh, War is a Racket. And uh, oh, yeah. it tells you, like, you know, so the U.S. military is not, again, it's not there at the behest of the interest of the American people. It's there at the mm-hmm. interest of the American capital. And it always has been. So we, if, if you, we, you know, American capitalists see socialism as a threat and they want you to turn, privatize your natural resources and all your shit and so they can get a piece of it. And so that's what the military is there. If the military is there, there's a natural resource that a capitalist 
is yeah. trying to exploit. And so the mm -hmm. so way they do that is they infiltrate, right? And they divide, divide and conquer, uh, create yep. chaos. And that's exactly what they do into the inside the United States. Whenever there's a socialist or a leftist movement, uh, yeah. They infiltrate it, they divide it, they conquer it. Yeah. And so, I mean, we couldn't even get people, we couldn't even get uh, elected Democrats, uh, progressives who ran on opposing Nancy Pelosi to Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> They, they, the, the, the intelligence community or whoever the power, the oligarchy was a, the oligarchy was able to get half the people who consider themselves progressives to be against it. The thing that they all ran on. I mean, that's how good it works. And that's why we can't yeah. have nice things in America. Right now, they have people trying to sabotage an anti-war rally because they don't agree with the other politics besides war of some of the speakers. It's the craziest mm -hmm. fucking thing. Who cares? That's what makes an anti-war rally. If you can't have a political purity test when you're trying to stop a new. Oh, I'd like to stop a nuclear war, but not with those people. Like, it's yeah. fucking crazy. That's how fucking yeah. anti-war rallies work. You get together with people who you find reprehensible to oppose the fucking war. That's what gives yeah. it power. And yeah. if you don't stand up for the free speech rights of people you find reprehensible, then you're not for free speech. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. Yeah, it's just the only thing about the anti-war rally that you're referring to, the the uh, Rage Against the War Machine rally. There are some people who are in attendance that I give pause to, but at the same Me time, too. I think, Me too. But, I, I agree. Yeah, that's yeah. So, that, so I'm not going to have fucking lunch with them later, but I'm going to yeah. join together with them to try to stop a nuclear war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is that you can't you can't fight about other things if you're all dead. You can't that's do right. that. But. You know, my thing hey, is if that fucking Donald the, Trump wanted to come to an anti-war rally. He's welcome if he's against the fucking war. And all you have I to mean, do is be against the fucking war and you're welcome. That's what gives it strength. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you know, there are some um, elements that are um, being talked about underneath that are somewhat concerning me that. But at the same time, I would love to see more anti-war rallies around the country. Not just, I don't want this to be the only one. Uh, you know, I want to see, I want to see a shit ton of anti-war rallies across yeah, the board. I don't think you should be so, able to shit. I don't think you should be able to shit on an anti-war rally unless you're organizing your own. Go mm -hmm. show me how to do it. Go show everybody how to do it. Go organize your anti-war rally. I'll show up. Yeah. Unless and you so, don't want me to, unless you're unless my politics aren't pure enough for you, and then you're doomed to failure. You see why we can't have nice things on the left, right, Jay? Because what this reveals is that people who claim to be anti-war are really just fucking cosplaying. Because what they really mean is, oh well, yeah, I want to stop a nuclear war, but not with those people. That's not how you stop a nuclear fucking war. They know that, so they know they're not actually as they say at RBN, they're deeply unserious people. You can have concerns about all the shit, but there's a nuclear war. You don't ask somebody their stance on what if somebody wants to speak who's who's trying to uh, undermine Social Security and somebody's trying to undermine Medicare for all. There's a bunch of those people who are anti-war. I don't fucking tell them they can't be at my anti-war rally because they're trying to take health care and Social Security away from people. Something I fucking de de uh, deplore. Right. But that's that. Again, that's how the CIA and the FBI and the military industrial complex divides people. So we can't have a strong voice. That's when you have power, when people you despise share a common interest and you come together, just like Christian Smalls organizing with people who voted for fascists 
fascist white supremacists. He organized those people against the oligarchy. That's the only way you get power. You can't play fucking identity politics, woke bullshit at a fucking war rally. That's for other places. I'm with you at other places, not at a war rally. Yeah, the thing is, is that, you know, I, know. I think that I think that a lot of people who uh, a lot of people who would be against us when regards to our identity, um, if they don't like us, when it, like for, uh, I'll put it this way. If a bunch of trans people start doing the anti-war rally and if you don't like being around trans people, you won't go to the anti-war rally. But if you actually care about the lives of everybody, you'll show up. And you, and then you come to realize that they're not your enemy. That's and right. that's one of the things I think that is a that's troubling a with, when, within the country. Um, and, and I'll put it like this. Um, if you have any type of anti-trans or racist ideology, you're being played because you're being used to separate yourself from the groups of people that are also disenfranchised so that the people at the top, the people who exploit the most are going to win. You have to realize that everybody's going through the human experience. And so once you start to look at them as other, then you're actually doing the work of the oligarchs in this country. And so this is why, you know, a lot of us who are disenfranchised, you know, uh, this this is a teachable moment to teach them like no we actually have a lot of the same concerns as you you just need to take that that type of ideology and toss it out because guess what if you continuously keep that ideology it's going to destroy us all and so i think that's something that a lot of people need to see but a lot of times people aren't open not open a lot of people aren't privy to being around people who like say for instance people like myself and then they finally meet somebody like me and they go oh snap well this person has the same type of bad. concerns that you and i have I, I i guess they're all not bad and then next thing you know it comes to well hey i'm a worker just like you let's let's get a the, let's go up against these people who actually pitted us against one another because then once we do that that's when you know, and I think this is one of the reasons why I look at somebody like DeSantis as so dangerous because yeah. he's keeping that division. That's right. He, you know, and so I, I honestly think that uh, somebody like DeSantis is dangerous because. Yeah. And, 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 you know, People think that voting for DeSantis is an antidote to what's happening. And it's not right. Uh, I, but I, you know, but because the Democrats are so fucking horrible. Yeah. They can make a guy like that seem attractive to people. And that's the danger. That's the just like they can make Donald Trump attractive, right? They, somebody mm -hmm. they think is anti-establishment when, of course, they're not. A billionaire yeah. is an anti-establishment. For fuck's sake, mm -hmm. they are the establishment. Yeah. So, But that was very well said. I just want to say that was very well said about, yeah, you know, I'm old enough. I'm older than you, I'm sure. and But I'm old enough to remember when the gay movement started or, you know, for and made a big push. And AIDS had a lot to do with that. But... It had, 
it was about engaging people and it was about letting people know that gay people are just like you and they're your your favorite teacher at school or your coach they, they would it was all about showing you that gay people are just like you and you actually have a lot in common and so yeah. it's it, the, that's the perfect idea jay is that yeah it, it's a, those kind of situations where you engage each other mm -hmm. you see that a lot of the things you thought about each other was made up and manipulate to manipulate you and then you find yeah. common ground that is exactly what people are afraid of that yeah. means that is exactly what the oligarchy is afraid of they want to keep yeah. us in democrat good republican mm -hmm. bad or republican good democrat mm -hmm. bad they want to keep that that is what serves the oligarchy more than anything that's what people got to get in their heads and but yeah. listen i hate i hate to cut it off but i have another i have a 12 30 i have to get to it's all good. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, you know, happy to have a conversation with you. And just yeah. one more thing, you know, when people are like, "Oh man, I didn't realize you were this, this cool," you know, based on my identity, it'd be like, "Look, if you and I are at, at a, you know, stand up where Joan Rivers is doing the set, guess what? <laughs> you know, I'm more than just who I, my identity is. So you know, we're both going to sit here and laugh together." you know, time to get to know people who are a little bit different than you. So I think that's one of the benefits of building community. But thank you so much, Jimmy. I appreciate you coming on. Oh, my pleasure, Jay. Thanks for having me. And uh, good mm -hmm. luck with everything. Right now. Where do you live? Orlando, Florida. Oh, okay. Well, maybe next time I come to Orlando. I played Orlando last year. I'll be back. Maybe we'll oh, cool. We'll see. Yeah, we, All right. I, I played the improv there. It was a good gig. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't get out much, you know, but okay. I'll get out there. <laughs> so, I'll put you on my guest list next time I'm in town. Thanks. Appreciate it. Appreciate okay, it. Okay, pal. Take care. All right. Bye. All right, people. So uh, there was a lot that I, I, I wanted to cover as well, but of course, we don't have all, you know, all the time in the world. You know, there were some things I wanted to cover. I had some clips from the... Uh, the state of the union address that i wanted to address as well but look i put it this way if if me and jimmy were next to each other you know at maybe a coffee shop this conversation will probably last about a good four hours because there's a lot that i wanted to cover but my thing is is that you know one of the things that we really need to get to is to a point where if you have this fear of certain people, whether it's black or trans or disabled people or something like that, you have to give up. You have to get over it. You have to get over it because guess what? Number one, we've been here. We're going to continue to be here. We've always been here. That's what it is. But at the same time, you're being used. Yes, you, you're being used in order to separate from other people and on behalf of the oligarchs and that's the problem because they will use people like me in order to make you think that oh we're somehow dangerous and when in reality they're the dangerous ones look a drag queen is no harm to you let's be real in fact, she probably can teach you how to contour better, right? But that's the thing is, it's, it's not, you know, your, you know, it's, it's, they aren't the danger. And who's perpetuating these ideas? Well, it's the people that want to keep you divided, right? 
because guaranteed we're all workers we're all working class we're all poor like myself so guess what that's the point is that in order to have a more egalitarian equal and equitable equitable society then we have to realize each other's humanity and that's the point so get to know people who you may not normally get to know and open their eyes now don't risk yourself your safety for it don't do that but open up people to new opinions that they may have never heard before you know what i mean but do it safely but if you can do it yeah because it's really a class war and I'll be damned if we lose it. And you, all y'all, every single one of you that are watching with me right now, you're going to win that war. I'm going to make my damn sure that you win it. And I know you would do the same for me. So I have a couple of, uh, just to let you guys know, um, if you guys have not yet subscribed to my Substack. You guys can go to jbfont.substack.com if you guys want to get email notifications for my channel so that whenever I do go live, you guys can get those because as far as the notifications on YouTube, I do not rely on them because they're not that consistent. So go ahead and go to my Substack. So also, and I would just like to thank all the patrons on Patreon and Coffee as well as the members. Yes, I also do memberships. So thank you so much to all the patrons on Patreon and Coffee. They are also scrolling down below. For Without you guys, I would not be able to have a channel. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to be going to some of the super chats and tips on Rockfin if they are there. One of the first thing ones is Sane G says, Cap is lying. Cape, big, is being the hero. Putting on a cape. Got it, got it. Reality Revolution is also a JB member. Says I'm sending you a hat like this, like his. Check your Twitter for later. <laughs> I don't know my big head. I don't know if it'll fit. I don't know. I, I don't know if it'll fit. But if it does, then that'll be cool. But yeah, let's go to the Rock. The Rock. The Rock. The rock is on fire. We don't need no water. Let that burn. All right. So let's go to here. Let me enlarge this just in case. All right. And I see my RBN crew is also up in the chat. So good to see all y'all. I saw Nick and Savvy in here. It's lovely to see y'all. Lovely to say y'all. Okay. Thanks for the tip on Rockin' Roger says Californians have the ability to place initiatives and referendums on the ballot to pass and repeal laws and ratify your own amendments to California Constitution. Seeing that the Fed won't pass Medicare for all and California government won't pass CalCare and you want to see Medicare for all happen, why not file for a, a ballot initiative, um, a CBI, as an amendment, not law, because California government will just repeal without having to ask you first. 
you got the popularity, money, and resources than most to support. Thank you so much for that, Roger. Yeah, because these these ballot initiatives are also very important. I know Savvy talks about them a lot. The thing is, is that that's some ways in order to preserve the lives of people. You know, for instance, having public banks, and then once you have the public banks, then you can easily pay have pay fors regarding things like a single payer healthcare system within your state. And so, once you have that, then you can also help. It really, literally, will save lives. Imagine the people who have. Um, imagine people who have mental illness that really need to see a, a specialist who are just, you know, in, in pain right now that if they actually had the money to afford it, I mean, not if they had the money to afford it, but if they actually had, if they had the healthcare to get to see somebody they would probably be able to go get that help and it probably would save a lot more lives. What about the people who are dealing with cancer or kidney dialysis or people who are dealing with many other different, you know, heart disease and diabetes? That's one of the things that needs to happen. And, uh, you know, if you can push it through a ballot initiative, then by all means. But that's one of the things that also is a route that you can go so that you can bypass these politicians and go directly to the people. So thanks a lot for that, Roger, as well. Um, Nubian X says there's a lot of strong leftist and socialist potential out there. They just need to be found and given the right opportunities with a robust support structure i agree this can also be implemented as well with mutual aid mutual aid is a foundation for also helping people it's a way to circumvent the bureaucracies of the government in order to help out your fellow neighbor the only thing that it takes is the will of the people to do it to come together collectively in order to be able to do it so thank you so much for that hobo roadie says, I got the notifications a day after the stream, effing comedy. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Uh, let me see, Daniel Escladen, the KKK and the Black Panther in Las Vegas thing today. I don't think that is correct. It's just racist people, can't find any information on it. Not everyone that is racist is KKK. Yeah. Uh, I would have to research into that because I'm not too familiar on that, but I have to research into that. I tune into RBN hosts because I'm clueless on many subjects discussed on all the channels, not to mention chatting with the subscribers, of course. Thank you so much, Brent Hudgens. We have Bestie Sweary Fairy saying, Bestie, could you pull off a clown wig if you wanted to? Some people would be happy if all I wore was a clown wig and a smile. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Stop, Jamie. Somebody please call 911. All right. <laughs> 
Hey, what is good to see you? VS Adams also in the chat. Good to see you, Norman Kina. Alan Cannon, so good to see you as well. We have Desert Mantis saying say, saying hello. All right, we have Quantum Alchemist saying or rare illnesses that are not recognized. Yeah, absolutely. Little is in the chat says, is it wrong to imagine JB dressed as a leather daddy walking Don Lemon on a leash? All right, I'm going to head out. Y'all, good night, everybody. I'm serious. I'm, 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 I'm gone. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm headed out. No, no, no. Walking. Little. What the hell, man? Or person? Though, now that you mention it, though, I wouldn't be opposed to some leather. Maybe a harness. Anyway, no, no, no. What? Oh, the hell? About to get me in trouble. All right, so. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, everybody, um, I'm going to be going into the reading of Asada Shakura. Yes, I read books on my channel as well. I'm trying to read some theory as well as from a lot of leftist commentators and people who are very powerful within the leftist movement. I'm reading Sada Shakur. If you guys want to, you guys can go to Dirty my uh, reading of Dirty Truth by Michael Parenti, which I recently finished. That is also in there. If you guys want to, I'm also on Rothfin. You guys can get the full reading of Blood in My Eye by George Jackson that I've also read in full on there if you guys want to you guys can go to rockfin you guys can go to my channel there as well i just want to thank everybody for tuning in today this was a special stream that i typically don't do but you know jimmy was available i was available y'all available so we're here and um noah kratchevich from Midwestern Marks is going to be on Saturday. So, uh, yes, I'll be doing a special Saturday stream. Noah comes on. Wait, wait. Hang on. I'm going to check. I think it's 5. I think it's 5 p.m. Let me check. JB, come on. I'm sorry, 6. 6 p.m. So, 6 p.m., Noah Krejcevic will be on from Midwestern Marks. We're going to have a conversation. Uh, I can't wait to have him on as well. And then on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, uh, I will be a co-host on Do Dissidents. So I'll be there with Keaton Weiss from Do Dissidents, co-hosting the show for him. That'll be Sunday at 4 p.m. So by the time we, we're done, it'll be a pregame show. So if you guys would like to get your pregame on with Do Dissidents and me, then show up to Do Dissidents channel and you can subscribe to them as well. And I'll be doing the I'll be doing a special co-hosting slot for for them on this Sunday. So with that being said, I just want to thank all of you for tuning in. Uh, did you like the stream? Did you subscribe? Go ahead. Right here. That little red box. Go ahead. Do it. I know you want to. I know you're looking. Look. Y'all see all this deliciousness here? Don't pretend like you don't want to subscribe. Do it. 
anyway, so thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so stupid. Why the hell y'all watch me? And be sure to tune in. I think CJ on RBN is going live right now, or he is live right now. And also be sure to tune in to the Savvy and JB show on RBN tonight at 6. We're going to be talking about the Super Bowl. So be sure to go in and, you know, come in and be with us. Look, I want to see all y'all there. Anywho, thank you so much. Water your plants. Water yourselves. Leave the world better than you found it. Like I always say, smoke them if you got them, drink them if you got them. If you ain't got them, then laugh because laughing is joy and joy is revolutionary. Also, fuck 12. And mwah, forehead kisses to every single one of you because you guys are lovely. I love every single one of y'all. Bye!